0: Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Joshua and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. I wanna thank everyone who is watching on my website, joshuatberglund.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, I would be so grateful if you subscribed and liked and commented along as you watch this broadcast. This is really different for me. Our guest Mona is really special. She is a poet, a beautiful poet and The way that she expresses love and expresses herself, really, in general, is just so awesome. But yet, at the same time, what makes it cool, because really, she is, like, super loving. But it's not all light and fluffy. And that's the part that makes it so cool. I think you guys are in for a treat today. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for being here. God bless you. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joshua and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. Today I have a really neat guest, just somebody that radiates love and I got the opportunity to read some of her poetry and it's just, I don't know, it was what my heart needed. Mona, I am so glad that you're here. You're just a fascinating human being to me, but before we get into the conversation, do you mind telling us what are you grateful for today and why?
1: i I've been to the mountain today. It's special day. I don't get grateful for being in the mountain every day, but today I went to the mountains and it was amazing, beautiful, magical. And I went back home talking to you. So I'm grateful for being in the mountains and talking to you today.
0: Now, which mountains? mountains did you go to? Atlas Where?
1: Atlas Mountain? Atlas Mountains, North Africa.
0: Oh wow. Wait, where are you at?
1: <laughs> I am in Morocco now. You're where Morocco? In Morocco, yeah.
0: I have North Africa, in Morocco, and one of the most special human beings I've ever met in my life. That is Thank wow. You. So, yeah. out of curiosity, what's what is life like right now in Morocco?
1: Like specifically, I feel like I'm not very linked to geography. I just need to feel good in my body and in myself to be good anywhere on Earth, but it's. Very good weather now, very good food. And uh, I got to meet friends and family. Somewhere.
0: Is it peaceful where you're at?
1: Yes, it's peaceful. Yes, it's very peaceful.
0: Oh, so it sounds like a vacation compared to what's happening everywhere else in the world. That's why I was asking. Yes. If I yes. make a mistake and see any part of the news, I'm like, what's
1: going on? Yeah. <laughs> this is just yeah. madness. Yes, uh, I was reminding myself you were talking about gratitude. I was running myself that I've never really lived in a place where there was war or, you know, conflict. So, yeah, it's not an easy world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think what you're doing is there's just such a perfect for a project like this. Of course, you've written a few books, but you have behind, or ba- the back to love and beauty. What inspired mm-hmm. that?
1: So every time I felt very good, very peaceful, very happy, or most importantly, I felt love around me, just triggered by a mother and her son, and a gesture of kindness, or just the feeling itself, I would take my pen and write poems. And I think it was a way to also leave a track behind in case I wanted to go back to that state. So this is what inspired me to write those poems.
0: So has poetry, it sounds like almost used poetry as a form of therapy. I mean, obviously a form of self-expression, but also it's therapy for you. Would you say that?
1: I think it's (laughs) post-therapy.
0: Past therapy?
1: So poetry is post-therapy. Like when you feel like when I overcome. Came something. I go to a state where I'm just like I made peace with everything, and then poetry comes. It doesn't come in moments of disalignment. It's more coming after a storm. And then it's like a gift. These words are for you. You've been overcoming all this, and now you're cool. And yeah.
0: That's interesting. I for me, and I like spoken word, so I enjoy poetry, but I'm a spoken word kind of guy. And For me, spoken word is literally my therapy. I've never really trusted a therapist or working with a therapist for some reason. I don't know why that is, because I know there's good therapists, but for me, it's not, I didn't want anyone else's ideas in my head. But for me, that expression, the raw, like just working things out. And even though I may be saying something that is really out of, it may not be rooted in something that's real for me, but in that moment it is and being able to get it out in a way I found has been one of the best stress reliefs I've ever experienced and one of the best things ever for my mental health but of course looking back at it after the years of doing it (laughs) I say to myself often well maybe I should have waited until I healed before I spoke but you know that was my no
1: no it's a very good thing that you've done because there are other people that were in the same journey as you and by you expressing yourself, you help them you help them put words in what they were feeling. So mm-hmm. if I if you tell someone I don't feel good because of that, even the person is going to be, oh, this person is trying to understand where they come from, what's going on in their emotions, mental, body, everywhere. And so you help others to also be aware of their state of being and to heal too. So I think it's a very good thing that you do.
0: Oh well, I appreciate that. I think it's when I first saw your poetry and started in on the book that one of the books that you the book you sent me, I think it's Who Am I, Where Am I? Yes. Like that it like I love chaos for some reason. Like I'm drawn to it. Like I if things are normal,
1: <laughs> like I
0: want to throw a ball
1: huh you get bored
0: well I can't when everything is even kill I don't see. but I see when there's an extreme one way or the other however that's exhausting that's an exhausting way to live but it's (laughs) where I thrive but what I recognized when I started reading your book and even looking at some of your poetry it was like this is what my heart needed it was like the rest that my spirit needed to be able to go back in and be in more chaos. Yeah, I I don't know if that's the kind of book review you're looking for, but honestly for me, I didn't know how much I needed it. Let me ask you, and I don't know how much you pay attention to the world events and the things that are going on or different beliefs about what's really happening in the world, but there is one thing that's undeniable. There's been a lot of chaos the last few years.
1: Three years, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, how is it that you have been able to get to this deep-rooted place of love and being willing to express what's happening in the world with such a bright, optimistic, joyful, and beautiful expression?
1: Well, I, there has been a lot of things: COVID situation, war, rises. I mean, you name it. And upon that, my dad was a little in a critical state and he passed away like a few months ago. But it's just that you, you understand life and you know that it's not personal. And when he's such an inspiration for me, he's always been working, giving to others, forgive, so full of life. And I wanna embody that too. It's, I wanna embody emotional stability. And or maximum happiness, like at least emotional, stability, or most of the time being happy, being joyous, being open, looking at things from a higher perspective and knowing that it all serves, like you said, from chaos, stars are born. So if you believe it and you know how our perception really influence our lives and the way we live it and our outcomes. So if you really believe that every time there is a challenge, it's, not a bad thing it's just a challenge and most of the challenges we have are not personal like everyone loses everyone dies everyone loses someone from time to time there are friends from time to time so it has nothing to do it's not because joshua is nice or nice well oh why is it happening this is life unfolding normal i have a poem that says nothing personal this is life unfolding normal and so we we need to mature in certain things and see that it's not personal this is just how the game was a design and the more you see it the more stable you become because it's not fictional so okay it, this is how life is how can i make it to the next level of making this challenge making me grow like you said making me expand making me have new first times i was thinking about it last time why do you, why would you always want to be the best at the same thing all the time don't you want a first time in something We came here to discover new things, new territories, new people, new cultures, new ideas, maybe subtle worlds, maybe other beings, maybe, I don't know, new technology, a new way to move. So if you reach a plateau or if you see that it's a catastrophe in certain areas, maybe it's time to explore other lands.
0: You brought up technology and then a few paragraphs before that you were talking about higher self and I'm a big fan of technology, but I also fully recognize how technology can interfere with your ability to get to your higher self. For you, how have you found the balance between the two? Because technology is a gift. And I mean, technology is the great equalizer. It's given people opportunities to do things and create things that they probably couldn't have before. I would never have gotten into media the way that I have, and even broadcasting, because I was not gonna go to broadcasting school without technology. Technology made all that crazy stuff in my head become possible. So for that, it's a blessing. However, it's also like a soul trap in a way too. And you are all about connecting to nature, your higher self. How do you balance the two?
1: I've never thought about it, but (laughs) answers came to my mind. So I see technology as everything Every superpower that I have as a human being, that we have as human beings, and that we are too afraid to use, like mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, like imagine I want to talk to you, you're in another country and I want to talk to you, and we can send text like telepathy, and now w- Wi-Fi allows us to do it. Yeah. So I always see technology as superpowers that we have, like if you see healing with electromagnetism, some people used to heal with their hands. So technology is everything that is already inside of us, but we have resistance to just accept it. And so it helps us to fast time, ta- to fasten time, to go faster, to live many lives in the same lifetime. I, I am not really addicted to, techn- to technology. As a matter of fact, I am not a very good tech person. <laughs> and I always ask everyone to explain to me everything so I can, so I can function normally in this life but I am very grateful for technology. Just do not think that it's higher than you, more intelligent than you, or anything. It's just a tool to, to do whatever you were going to do anyway.
0: I started playing with AI a couple of days ago and I use AI for a lot of different things, but this one, like using AI as a brain.
1: Yeah. And
0: I am blown away with, where we're going and i've been a very i've future of media is my thing and what i specialize in what i've spent a lifetime learning and where we're going with technology the singularity the new fourth industrial revolution that's where i've spent a lot of my focus but one area that i've kind of avoided staying away from for whatever reason until a couple days ago was working with an ai brain and talking to it and asking questions and Just I'm amazed at what's possible. And I'm really fascinated to see and I have a belief of where we're going as a human, like a human race.
1: Yeah. But I gotta
0: tell you, it's pretty interesting to me how obsolete I look around and I see all the different jobs.
1: Yes, things that people
0: go to school for eight years for, 10 years, 12 years, whatever.
1: Gonna
0: it's gonna be gone. Like I was asking yeah. AI legal questions that I would normally have to hire an attorney for, and within seconds had a whole yes. case presentation. I'm like, well, that just saved me twenty five thousand dollars. I mean, yes. there's kinds of stuff like that, and so yeah. I it excites me. But I, where I believe humans fit into the new world where we're heading is really right where you are. I think it's what I'm doing. It's Mm. the people that are expressing themselves creatively in a way that's heartfelt. I I think there's going to be such a great need for that moving forward that the people that are going to be building the new world that we're in are the poets, the artists, the teachers, people like that. So I I find it to be really exciting doing the things that you're doing, but at the same time, you are really focusing on love and connection in a way that I haven't really... Experience before, at least from one of my guests. Where in your life did you learn love in this capacity?
1: So I think there was a disruption. I was born in a very loving family, especially my grandma. So I was really—I only knew love for like I think six years of my life, (laughs) (laughs) and then and then there was a disruption, and there was ego, and there was I had to defend myself, and all these things, and it went on and on, and I think I just I just couldn't go on defending myself all my life. And I think my ego was like, okay, I'm done. And my true nature came back because I think that we all are in nature made of love. And mean. our true nature is happiness. Like if you are not happy, it's because of the experience. If you are happy, it, it's not because of the experience. It's who you really are. Happiness is what you really are. And so when I came back to my nature, I saw my behavior change. I wasn't triggered anymore by things. I was called sometimes naive or stupid, but I was not. I could see the dynamics. It's just that I didn't want to engage and and answering with with love was a more intelligent way. Actually, it gave me more results in my life. Oh, yeah.
0: What an interesting way of being, seems appropriate. So uh, go ahead.
1: It works for me, but, uh, and as I told you before, because I know that you fight a lot for human dignity, you fight for kids, you fight for a lot of things. And so love is not just being kind and saying nice words where love can be being angry and being indignated by some social issues and doing your best to, be an advocate for others, for voiceless people. So there are a lot of forms of love.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you, I yeah, I believe that. And it's, it is an interesting balance because, you know, whatever path that we choose and for the people that we want to help or feel led to serve, you know, sometimes it requires <laughs> like a love-filled <laughs> anger, if you will, because it does <laughs> require love and at the same time, to not let the anger overtake you because anger can affect the way that we think. And when we're fighting against something that's bigger than us or that's perceived to be bigger than us, especially like, for instance, what we do with some of the prisoners, that seems like a very daunting task yeah. because when you understand that ecosystem of who's really in charge, why this exists, and so on, the powers that be don't want that to go away. And the people that we're fighting against are basically the same people that own most of everything in the world. (laughs) So it's a very interesting battle, how it is a weird balance of anger and love or love fueled anger that keeps me going. And it's like a soul mission. It's important. But the one thing about it, I personally have to be careful of is not to let that anger consume me because before I learned how to love, anger was the emotion that fueled my day to day but it didn't ever come out good it was always nasty it was coming from a good place
1: yeah anger is the most powerful i always say it and i will always say it is one of the most powerful (laughs) emotion that exists and it comes with so much energy and so i've learned over the years to transmute it to, to to sometimes i know that it's impersonal that anyone at my place would feel angry meaning it's indignation it's not normal this is not normal it should not happen and so you just come up with a plan and you transmute this energy you come up with a plan with action and you go towards this and sometimes I just run until I lose breath just take it away from myself because it's like you said it's sometimes anger just oh you shouldn't have talked to me like this Uh, they should treat me like that so, it's just the ego, the persona who's been treat, threatened and doesn't like it. And sometimes it's a big thing. No, it cannot happen. I won't let it happen. And I'm going to do something intelligent, efficient to change things.
0: The transmutation is something I've just recently learned about. And it's actually been one of the most transformational practices that i've learned in my healing and i won't go in too much i won't really go into my story here but i'll say that there's been some leftover things old bad habits to fall back on like for me drugs and sex were a thing but chemsex for 20 years i was an addiction and as i went through my healing you know the thing that i healed through all these massive things but the one default was when I was angry, sad, depressed, sex was my outlet. And when I learned about sexual transmutation, I learned how to transfer that energy and shift it into creative energy because the two were so connected. And learning that practice, because I stayed away from it for years because I thought it was something...
1: I thought it was something bad I was
0: because of the religion that I grew up in always looked at that kind of stuff or spoke about that stuff in such a Mm -hmm. well that's new age bullshit it's new age that's like literally that's read that's changing your mind it's reframing thoughts it's taking a negative power and flipping it and using it for good it's you
1: become a better person
0: and you become exactly because you You learn you see it you learn how you can overcome You learn how, oh, I don't need to do this default bad behavior. I can take this energy, channel this energy, and put it into something good. And that practice has been life-saving for me because now where I would make all of this progress on my journey, and then I would just shoot myself on the foot with one stupid bad moment, one little fit or hissy fit or whatever it may be because I got triggered the wrong way, I've been able to flip that and it has been so powerful and I'm not an expert on it, but it's something mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that I've learned and I'm learning to practice, but there's other types of transmutation. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, I am not really, I've not really been depressed, but I have been sad, but the most, the biggest emotion that I had to deal with is like you was anger, right? Like. Mm anger so <laughs> painting yeah i paint i do like sometimes i go on very hard workouts and also when it's not i don't let it to be very big i just try to sit with that anger not escape from it and just see what it wants to tell me what makes me angry and then i see in myself at the end you're going to you're going to every time you're angry with someone or something you're going to see that you are angry with yourself too, that there, is story, that there is a moment where you have not been, you have not acted the way you should have. So it's always knowing yourself that making peace with yourself, making peace with your past, accepting your past as a beautiful story and when you accept the bad emotions when you sit with them you want to talk to them what do you have to say to me i'm not going anywhere okay i can be angry i am here and you listen to the to the emotion sadness or anger or sadness or anger are not very bad emotions actually there are worse like powerlessness or revenge or th- there are some very dark other emotions but Any emotion, you sit with it and you try to see, you listen to it, you try to see what it wants to tell you, what triggered you. And it. sometimes it takes you on a journey in the past where you can see the root of it, you can dissolve it, you can transmute it, and you accept your shadow. And now sometimes when anger comes, you're not afraid of it. You don't try to dismiss it. It gives you power too. You're a human being. You're not just you're not made to live under a tree for your life and look at the clouds. So you don't want to become an angel. You don't want to become an ET. You don't want to become unicorn. You are a human being. So you want to live your humanity to the fullest for this short span that you are here. And then you're going to go somewhere else. So you got to accept your shadow, work with it. It empowers you. Like if you see the movie with a hero and a villain, so the hero is hasn't stepped into his power until he he accepts his past. In his past he was a villain too, and that he is ashamed of his past. And now he uses his past as a power. So when beating the villain, he also beats the shadow and he becomes fully integrated into who he was he was supposed to become.
0: I'm so happy you brought up the shadow. When I first turned my life around a few years ago, that that concept was introduced to me, but I wasn't at a place where I could dance with my shadow (laughs) still getting eaten by it because I've always been drawn to, well, the shadows. Like that's where I felt safest, to where I felt most comfortable, but it's been, it's circled it's kind of circled back into my life recently, in a way that I understand it. As I've understood that good and bad, good and evil, are not so black and white. And it's in our and it's really just where we're at in life, how we look in things, what's important to us at the time, how we think. There's so many factors, but it is a very, it's very blurry, and it's not as a matter of fact as a lot of people make it to be. But I've learned to be so grateful for that shadow side of myself, the dark side of myself, because it's been the best teacher. And at the same time, those very lessons, those experiences that I had living in the dark side have become the absolute fuel for what I do now. And I'm not scared of that darkness. I can walk into it. I can look at it. I can talk to it, (laughs) but not be eaten by it anymore. And that is a very solid, strong place to be because I believe the wounds of our, when we heal the wounds of our past, we then get that opportunity to go teach others how to do the same thing. And that is part of our purpose and why that we're here. So we can't run from our shadow because that shadow never really goes away. It keeps following us and chasing us until we stop and learn to have a relationship with it. And uh, it's been that has also been a very instrumental, powerful lesson that I've learned in my life because I can't outrun it. It's got in the same way that I can't outrun God, I can't outrun my shadow, and I believe yes. that they're all part of each other in some mm-hmm. indirect, direct way.
1: And you mentioned God, and a very cool, I find personally a very cool way to just you know when you're very spiritual. And you have this shadow thing, you know, your higher self, you know, a lot of concepts, you know, the emotions, you know, you know, the downloads that happen, how to cut into, like you said before, good and evil is universal moral. As long as I am living by integrity, everything else is just tools. Spirituality is a tool. Everything is a tool. Like you said, new age, whatever, it's just tools. But what's really important is my behavior and my behavior has to be, has to go through the filter of integrity and universal moral. That's the only thing that should stop me from, I'm not gonna steal, I'm not gonna kill, I'm not gonna lie, that's it. Other than that, I can go fully on everything I want. So when your mind comes to you and say, oh, you're you're going to, you're listening to weird things, or so you're doing weird things, so <laughs> okay, no problem. I have to be living by integrity and that I do it. And this is my truth and everything else. I'm just open because I want to know myself better because like you said, maybe our ancestor did what you did. And that's why we don't have incest anymore, cannibalism anymore. So like someone spoke and then others spoke and then others spoke and then everyone was like, we have to stop this. And we go to a new paradigm. And then there is a person that, whispers and then others and then everyone speaks and then we stop this behavior and we go to a new paradigm and every time we go to a new paradigm we go to our human evolution and a universal moral unfolds like this is physical 3d real manifestation is how we all treat each other and how the law is applied and how we have to respect each other and to live it with dignity so this is the
0: I, such an interesting outlook on life. What, when you live this way, the, this really heart-centered way, what are some of the biggest challenges that come up for you with trying to stay this course? Because I can't imagine that this is an easy course to take. Like I'm, I have a challenging course, but with mine, I get to be rough around the edges. Like like sometimes my nasty side will come out when I'm fighting and, but it's like part of it. And like, I, even though I don't want that to come out and I try, I work on it not to, it's like the areas that I work, it's kind of like, it's allowed. But you really, your whole brand, your mission, your way of being, like what you're about, what you put out there, I would imagine that puts a lot of responsibility on you to no. be that way all the time. Does it not?
1: No, because I know I am not perfect. <laughs> I am not perfect. I am allowed to make mistakes. I am allowed not to be perfect. I, my mission is not to be perfect. <laughs> so I'm just myself. I. Yeah, some do things that are not very aligned with what you preach, but it's okay. It's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. It's maybe what you were preaching was not a completely right because you didn't un- understood the full picture. Maybe you have to dig more into what you understood. M- maybe you need to look at a new concept. Maybe I, I accept my humanity.
0: All right. So I don't even know why I said what I just said. And because, but it came, I think it's one of those things that came through me and the way that you answered that, it reminded me of when I was active in the church and it was an evangelist and a lot of my issues that I had in that world that were so troubling for me. I, I'm not going to go into details because I'm not trying to talk trash by any means,
1: yeah. but what you That's just
0: not- said was so refreshing and I wish that religious leaders took this approach because it's yeah I guess I have to say this now because I'm going to sound like an idiot if I don't but this whole thing like going oh I'm a sinner and I'm oh I do so wrong but it's always like kind of glossed over and that in itself is inauthentic and but it's but there's this expectation of needing to be perfect when you are somebody behind a pulpit or you're a person that is claiming their faith whatever it may be whether it's islam whether it's christianity whether it's whatever it what mormon whatever it doesn't matter there's yeah. this expectation that is put on you to be a certain way yet you always fall short because we're human nature and that's something yeah. that is very possible and yes in the book it says you know we're always going to sin we're always going to mess up and blah 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 but That approach and that attitude towards those mistakes, it almost seems very self-defeating coming from that world. And then to hear you say this, what you just said is such a beautiful example, I believe, of how we should all be, regardless of religion, regardless of faith. We are freaking human beings that are emotional. We make mistakes. Sometimes we don't feel good. Sometimes we don't have our cup of coffee. Sometimes we forgot to brush our teeth or put the wrong socks on or whatever. And we're just I, 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 like, we're a mess. We're a mess and we're messy. But then to be able to give yourself grace of going, yeah, screw it up. I'm human, you know, like maybe I can yeah. learn from this and then move on. What a beautiful way to be. I am so yeah, happy.
1: And I can come to you and say, you know, Joshua, I'm sorry. Last time, you know, I did this because, and you're going to be, you're going you're gonna to be so happy, you know how happy I am when someone who did something wrong to me comes to me and say, "Muna, you know, last time I did this, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have." And I'm like, "Oh, because nothing happened. Why would you hide your mistakes or your life? I mean, I prefer to pay the price now than to drag it with me all my life. I okay, I'll let's pay the price." It's I so say, much- I always say, you don't have to pay the price twice. You're, you're you paid right. it once.
0: And that's why it's just easier to tell the truth.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you screw up. It's easier to tell the truth. And it's, not I know it's not easy, but you know what's mm-hmm. harder? Keeping up with all your life, or even walking around the planet. Maybe you didn't lie, but you're holding a secret or a shame or a guilt or, or whatever it may be.
1: Mm-hmm. And you
0: hold that inside. That is like slow death. It's slow death.
1: Imagine so- before dying every five years, we get uh, like a holy judgment yeah like just with ourselves or someone that we trust or you know like a council and you've done this and this is not good and this and you'll be like oh yes I have done this and this I shouldn't have and I'm going to change this but this you know I'm working on myself (laughs) imagine how happy we were we would be if we did this like instead of having 20 years 40 years 50 years of I've met, I don't want to. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to.
0: I learned this from experience with my own life. I really recently just told this story, but I mean, I, I was with when I started this journey to doing what I'm doing now. For the first few years in, I was really scared to let people knew. Know two of the times that I'd been in jail, and also that I had HIV. I was keeping that only a few people knew, and. I just, I was hiding it because I didn't want people to judge me. And I didn't want to be called a faggot and I didn't want to be called names and mocked yeah. and I didn't want to have people turn their backs on me. I didn't want all that. It's but so hard
1: I, to give yourself a second chance.
0: Yeah. But when I finally it's... learned just to be honest and tell the truth and like in our book, mm-hmm. well, my cameras and the book that we wrote in the movie that we made, I Shared everything in the most graphic and bold way that I possibly could. And I did that for myself and all the other people that were kept prisoner by my secrets. Yeah. I got to tell you something. That is the most freeing thing in the world to not have to look over my back going, oh my God, if someone found out I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, yeah. X, Y, C, like they found out I did all that. Like I don't have that anymore. And Mind you, it may have scared people away from me, but the one thing at least I have is truth and I have peace because of that. That's irreplaceable. You can't put a price tag on that because I know a lot of people keep secrets and I know what those secrets do to you and it's not good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to give yourself a second chance, very. People think that it's hard for you to get second chances from others, but the hardest is to give yourself a second chance and to be like, okay. Let's
0: do it. You're an absolute joy. I would love for you to plug, you know, your books, how people can follow your journey, how people can support you. And then any last words that you feel led to share, the floor is yours.
1: Well, first, thank you very much, Joshua, for this broadcast. It was amazing. We talked about things I did not expect. (laughs) It was very spontaneous. I love it so much. I, I just want to tell people that I just want to share a message of love and beauty. And by beauty, I mean harmony, harmony in your life, being in love with yourself. It's okay to be stressed. Don't go into too far in the future. Don't be stressed about the future. You don't know what's going to happen. Be present, have fun, allow yourself to be crazy. And most importantly, connect to source, connect to this divine. Everything is possible. I know that you think that... A lot of things are impossible, but everything is possible. It's the only resistance is your beliefs, and that you believe it's possible. It is going to be possible. That's it.
0: Okay. So, how can people buy your books, and how people can how can people follow you?
1: Yeah, you can find me. You can. I have a website munasakar.com, dot com, and you can find me on Facebook or I've just opened an Instagram account. What's well, your
0: Instagram handle? Monasaka.
1: Your- Yeah.
0: Well, I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. Uh,
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Your gift. I'm so grateful that you were here and I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thank you very much, Joshua. Same here.